1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 30 of the Sportster Show, brought to you by thesportster.com. My name is Jim Parsons. I'm going to be joined by Norman quarantin here in a second. We're going to be talking all about the fallout from WWE Crown Jewel, Monday Night Raw, a little bit of news coming out of AEW Dynamite when it comes to Soraya, formerly Paige in WWE. She has been cleared medically. She will wrestle at full gear for AEW. Uh, we're just going kind to of free for all this show. We're going to have a lot of fun talking about the different... Uh, things that happened this week in the world of professional wrestling. So stay tuned. Don't forget, uh, if you want to download, subscribe, share this on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star rating. All of that would be super helpful for us as we grow the show and this channel. Uh, so thank you very much. Enjoy episode 30 of The Sports Show. Yeah. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the sports show brought to you by the My name is Jim Parsons. On the other end of the computer is Norman Quarantin. Norman, how are you? I'm good, man. How's it going? Good. You know, how they always say on the other end of the other side of the glass when they're talking about radio and they're like, oh, on the other side of the glass is my producer, blah, 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 or yeah. my partner, whatever. I was about to say that. I'm like, well, there's a glass here. It's just a computer. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not even sure what you're on. If you're on like a phone or an yeah. iPad or whatever. I'm like, my ah, computer's probably safe enough, but
2: yeah, I'm on my computer. Yeah. And I don't think there's any glass in my screen. It's one of those fancy, uh, you know, well, I don't know if, if actually, I think glass is back in with screens now, the OLED screens. So yeah, I don't know. I'm not yeah. much
1: of a gamer to be totally honest with you. And I'm assuming that if you are or you're like a digital photographer working on some sort of art, you would re- need a really fancy screen. But yeah, I'm yeah. pretty, I'm pretty big, bare bones when it comes to this stuff. You know, one day maybe we'll be able to do mm-hmm. this show from the same location like i know that you're yeah maybe somewhere. i mean that'd be fun right like you'd be yeah. able to actually do this at an event or at a conference or a, even a pub you know something like that yeah would be a, lot of, a lot of fun that'll be a bucket list item for us to do one day well
2: wrestlemania is in la next year so you know All you never right. know Are yeah. you're gonna go
1: <laughs> are you sure tr- are you know tr- um, tr- you because you tickets went on sale already didn't they
2: Yeah. So I haven't got tickets or anything and I haven't really like, I'm not, I haven't made any plans to go. I imagine that I will go. um, But yeah, I haven't, haven't bought tickets yet or anything like that, but yeah, we'll see.
1: We're going to talk a little bit about that, like the first part of this conversation, like the first part of this episode, we're just going to free for all this thing. Normally, we have a plan. We kind of go in with a structure and we go, okay, this is what we're going to talk about. We're kind of not really doing that today. Like we have some stuff we want to talk about because it's been a little bit since we've done an episode and some stuff happened. You know, Crown Mm -hmm. Jewel, Raw, Dynamite. Uh, things like that. So we'll talk about all that, but we're just mm-hmm. going to spitball here. We're going to spend the next half an hour or so just chatting. Uh, so We haven't really done that on the show before, so I figured, you know what, might as well do it today. But let's hmm. start to keep some sort of function and organization and structure to all this. Let's kind of go in order of some of the events here. So Crown Jewel was the big one. The last time we did a show, that was the, the pay-per-view we were talking about. That was the one we are making predictions for and hoping it was going to be good. I thought it was great. I thought it was really mm. good. Actually. Typically the Saudi shows don't have a ton of eventful stuff come out of them. Like usually titles don't change. There's not a lot uh, going on that you can go, Oh man, that was really, there was a lot happening. There was some good wrestling action. There were title changes. There was, um, you know, a couple surprises. I thought it was good. Uh, what did you make of uh, crown jewel? Did you like it?
2: Yeah. I thought it was solid. Um, you know, I, I, if, I would say if I wasn't um you know if I wasn't you know getting paid to watch to watch those uh those Saudi events I probably wouldn't watch them just for you know just first uh, just for moral reasons really um but yeah I think I think just on its own merit if you just assess it as a as a, a, rest, a you know an in ring wrestling show I thought it was it was it was decent yeah there was some some good in ring action and actually some some um you know, canonical narrative uh, things occurred, which, um, you know, I think for sure when when they started doing these Saudi shows, I think the, um, you know, the consensus was that they, they were going to be glorified, televised house shows where nothing that happened actually mattered. And I don't think that has really been the case, maybe at first, but I think, um, yeah, I think it was, you know, pretty, certainly propelled some storylines forward. So that was, that was good.
1: Well, I mean, it seems like Lashley turned heel at the show. I don't know if it was intentional or not, but he certainly Mm -hmm. was not the crowd favorite when it came to the Brock Lesnar match, which Mm -hmm. he basically kicked Lesnar's ass for most of it. Didn't win. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lesnar fell on top of him. One of those old school, all my shoulders were down while you were, you had a hold on me type Mm -hmm. finishes. Uh, I'm not Mm -hmm. sure how much I love that finish, but Lashley was like super over with a lot of people up until that show. And then all of a sudden he was really kind of getting heavily booed. And I don't mm. know if they took that show and said, well, we might as well work with this or if they were already planning on turning him heel, but he was a heel mm-hmm. on raw on Monday too, or at least that's how he acted. And yeah. we're going to talk a little bit about Seth Rollins and what we believe might be a baby face turn. But were you surprised to see Lashley kind of getting booed and that they're going this direction with him Cause it looks like they're going to make him the bad guy.
2: Yeah, they keep they they keep sort of flip flopping him, right? He keeps it looks like he's getting some momentum, and then they c- c- kind of sweep the rug out from underneath him. With this with this case, a crown jewel, I think it was just him. You know, it, m- m- majority of it was a, the fact that he was in the ring. They were in a different country. They were a different. They were in a, a country that gets you know one wrestling show a year, and before that, they never had any wrestling, well, very few wrestling shows. Um, he was in the ring with Brock Lesnar, who's you know always going to get he's he's such a spectacle um he's such a veteran he's such a, a wwe legend he's he's always going to get he's always going to be the fan favorite you know um going in in a in a, in a match in a in an overseas territory so I, I don't think really they did it uh lashley any favors in that in that regard um yeah and then like you said it seems like maybe they just were like okay well i guess you know guess he's back to being a heel now so yeah
1: Mm -hmm. it's a little surprising for me considering how over he was like he he just organically got over you know like it wasn't Mm. like a force you know how we see all these guys get pushed to the moon and but lashley got pushed for sure but Mm -hmm. he wasn't cheered because they told us to cheer him he just was cheered like people really Mm. liked him and they got into what he was doing and his dominance and his strength and his athletic they just really liked him so i thought oh interesting that they've decided that they're gonna switch gears here maybe they just feel like they need a, a bigger heel on the show, or they need somebody who can be a legitimate heel for some. I don't know why they did it, but a little, a little surprising to me. And maybe, mm-hmm. maybe he's not a heel. I don't know. There's been no official announcement like that they ever do that. But it's like there's no storyline necessarily that shows me that they have said yes. Bobby Lashley is a heel now because they put him in the ring with Seth Rollins, who we don't know if he's kind of a heel or babyface. Mustafa Ali kind of acts like a little bit of a heel when he talks and he beat the mm-hmm. tar out of him on Monday, I, there's no like definitive. Yes, this is the line. And he, and Lashley has crossed it. He is now a heel. He's like, you said, he just went in the ring with Lesnar and people chose to cheer Lesnar instead. So I don't mm-hmm. really know. Yeah. Uh, we'll see mm-hmm. where this goes. Damage control wins the women's tag team titles. I am not at all shocked mm-hmm. by this. I don't know if I said it on the last okay. show. I think I might've, whereas like, I don't believe that this is going to be anything long for Alexa bliss and Oscar, uh not mm-hmm. at all shocked here that these guys or these ladies get these titles back. Um you yeah. nah not at all. It was pretty yeah pretty obvious which way that was going. Well Dakota Kai basically spelled it out during the press conference and said the nameplates on these titles haven't even changed, you know.
0: Yeah that's like yeah. that's a very good point.
1: <laughs> like yeah. we haven't and that probably tells us these ladies are going to get these titles back. Um Nikki Cross being involved in the match didn't make any sense to me really at the time. But now that they've gone this War Games route and they're going to have her on the same team with Damage Control, it makes a little bit more Mm. sense to me. They still didn't explain why she's working with them. But I guess it's crazy if that's the idea here. Nikki Cross is just nuts. You don't have to explain Mm. that. Yeah. I don't know. It was a strange (laughs) finisher for me. Um, Who do you think is going to be on the War Games team? So we've got Damage Control with Nikki Cross. They need one more person and then we've yeah. got alexa bliss and oscar and bianca belair they need two more people so it's five on five right yeah
2: yeah so uh yeah man i <laughs> no clue absolutely no clue um like are yeah, we all gonna know, be
1: I, are we all feeling like we're gonna be lifted by this whole oh it's gonna be sasha banks and naomi and then all let down when it's like not that i have anything against Candice Lerae, but when it's like Candice Lerae. Joining the team, like I like Kansuri a lot. Right. I think she has a spot on one of these war games teams, and she's got experience in these war games matches. But like everybody's been really building themselves up to be, like, oh my God, Sasha Naomi, Sasha Naomi. Like there's a pretty good chances not one of those two people or either of them. Yeah. Um, do you yeah. think that's what everybody's going to be expecting? And that's probably not. What yeah, and they get, to or it might be those can.
2: two. Yeah. Yeah. And they need to do what they can. I don't, I don't, I, I, you know, it, there's if it isn't them, then WWE needs to do what they can to nip that in the bud so people don't get their hopes up and then get very let down when it isn't them. So they need to sort of maybe announce those teams as soon as possible. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I'm not, yeah. But I, regarding who's on, who's on which team, I'm not sure. I can't see. It's obviously going to be a little bit of a hodgepodge. Um, I just hope, I just hope it makes sense. And, you know, we have people on, you know, I'm uh, old school. Hope it's, you know, heels versus good guys versus bad guys, you know, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah. I do like the SummerSlam or, excuse me, Survivor Series format where they had the bad guys, the five on a team, good guys, five on a team. I didn't really even care how the teams were made up. It just was like, I liked that. I liked every match being five on five and maybe one match being something else. But yeah, I, I do like the old traditional. I watched Survivor Series 1989 last night. It was on the WWE Network. Um, Oh, wow. I just love the old school stuff. That's that's w- way more fun for me. Uh, we'll fly through mm-hmm. some of these other matches. Kieran Cross loses to Drew McIntyre. We from yeah. what we heard, Drew McIntyre was really sick, like flu symptoms mm. during this thing, mm-hmm. uh, but showed mm-hmm. up anyway and beat Cross out of the cage. Uh, the only mm-hmm. question I'll ask you is: Was this Cross's match that he needed? Because we've talked many, many times about Kieran Cross not having yet that yeah. belt, kind of sets him apart. Did this one do it or no?
2: Nah, no, I don't think so, man. I think he's still, I'm still waiting for it personally. Um, and then again, there's a couple of things, you know, I can see why they are into him and I can see uh, like there, there is definitely like elements and building blocks there that I can see why, why Triple H and, and, and whoever would, would kind of like him um there's a few things that i would tweak i kind of think i think the entrance the the sort of lip-syncing thing i think it's a little hokey it comes across as it's just a little bit corny to me um i i, I obviously i like him being with scarlet i think that makes a lot of sense i just think that the entrance is a little um i don't know just a little cheesy and and yeah and then it's the, funny I mean, how everybody is in
1: nxt but they're not super in love with it now maybe you didn't love it in nxt either but um that was the one of the big selling points for him was that entrances
2: yeah i didn't really like it in nxtl i I could i i thought again i thought the lip-syncing thing was just a little bit silly um but yeah i mean regarding his in ring in in ring work oh yeah i still don't think he's had that match and i think he needs to have it soon otherwise there's gonna be some like i think it doesn't get talked about enough how important it actually is to have to have good matches to be able to get over if you keep having you know bang average or worse than average matches and it's you're going to struggle to actually get maintain that spot that they want you to be in so yeah 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 he
1: needs to have a a match that of people are chanting during you know what i mean the All old right. holy Absolutely. you know what they need that for him um we'll mm-hmm. talk a little bit more about the OC and Judgment Day match when we talk a little bit about Rob because to me the ending of this match and the focus on Rhea Ripley's involvement spoke volumes to me that something was coming. There was another woman mm-hmm. coming, and we learned on Raw mm-hmm. who that was. Um, so I would say, inconclusive in terms of the match, yes, Judgment Day did win there, but it was mostly about Rhea Ripley at that show. Mm-hmm. And we'll find out why the uh, following Monday. Strowman and Omos, uh, I think we, I don't know if we made a prediction on this one. Uh, I assumed that Triple H would t- t- go with Strowman here. Uh, he mm-hmm. did, although Strowman got worked mm. pretty good. He did not. He did not have much offense during this thing until the very end, when he gets the power slam and the pin, and then just sort of mm. a quick whatever. Uh, right decision, and in connection to the question of is this the right decision, following the pay per view and Strowman's immediate foot in my mouth moment on social media, which he tends to do a <laughs> lot. Uh he makes a, a crack at high flyers because he's so proud of his match with Omas at crown mm. jewel that he's like alienated a whole section of wrestling fans. Right. I don't know why he does this. I just can't yeah. figure out why the guy just doesn't shut up. He just doesn't yeah. do himself. Anything. And then he doubles down by saying, Oh, it was a joke. And then he's on a trampoline doing flippies into a foam pad, like just silly stuff. So one, yeah. did you like the match? And two, is this a problem that Strowman keeps doing this or is not? <laughs> Kinda,
2: <him>? Yeah. <laughs> I thought the match was fine. I thought it was decent for, for what it was, you know, Amos is very inexperienced. Um, it was, you know, a match between two, two big dudes. So there's only so, you know, and I, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was perfectly decent. Um, and you look, he's, you know, he's got a point. Not every match does have to be flippy, flippy and all that. And, uh, he's maybe sounding a little bit bitter that, um, the guys that do all the flippy stuff, get better reaction, get better reactions than he does. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think he should just shut up. Well, you know because what? Because he's gonna, yeah, he's alien. Gone.
1: It's it's not that he's wrong. I don't think that at yeah. all. I think he's right. In fact, yeah. I watch a lot of them, and I've said this on the show many times. I watch a lot of those spot fest high flippy match. I hate them. Like that, they're not enjoyable mm-hmm. to me because they're so unbelievable. It's too hard to suspend your disbelief when you just watch a guy stand outside the ring for thirty seconds waiting for the dude to land on him. Like I, I hate that stuff. Mm-hmm. That said, the way that Strowman tweets this stuff out, like it's not that he's, you know, go ahead and talk up your big man match. You were right. It was a decent match and say that not every match has to be a high flying spot fest, whatever, feel free to say, but why do you got to add the whole go back and bag your groceries at Kroger's? You know, like why do you got to put that in? Yeah. Right. Like it's just absolutely unnecessary. And this comes from a guy Mm -hmm. who was, yes, he worked real hard to be a strong man, but he was kind of given, a spot here in WWE because of that strongman background. He didn't really pay a ton of dues when it came to, right. uh, you know, having to work his way through indie shows and work from front of no one and, and all that stuff. I mean, he's been, mm-hmm. he's a big dude and he's an attraction, but like he's been given a lot uh, and he's made yeah, a lot of money very he, quickly at a young age without having to go through all the pains. A lot of these wrestlers have to go through. You just think you'd know better than to say right. and make fun of a whole working class society of fan many of whom beg groceries there's nothing wrong with right. begging groceries like why did you Absolutely. need to put that in there like it just makes yeah. no sense that's what he does he sticks his foot in his mouth doing stupid things like that and then people learn yeah. to go this is not a likable dude like he just it's, has it's this sense f- of entitlement or something yeah
2: and it's not the first time he's done it he's 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 espoused um you know sort of vaguely classist and and uh insulting offensive um Rhetoric on his on social media before it's just unnecessary. It's not really like you know. It, it, it Sometimes is is in conflict with the character they're trying to portray him as on on screen, and I think he overestimates his own value as well. Because look, WWE didn't have him. He wasn't on WWE TV for for what a year. They let they released him. He and I don't, honestly, did they miss him? I don't think they missed him that much. I think him being there is you know I think is he's an attraction and he sells some tickets and kids kids like kids like to see you know big you know big big guys in, in the ring and stuff but um you know let's be real he wasn't like you know he wasn't you know selling out uh stadiums was he um so yeah i just think he needs to chill um chill out on that a little bit for sure
1: well and when you're standing in the ring with him like it was neat to see a big man mash, but it, Strowman is now in my eyes immediately the smaller dude like mm-hmm, when you look mm-hmm. at those two guys and the standing face to face and the way that he was worked in that match, yes, he picked up the win, but he was dominated. Strowman's mm-hmm. big selling feature was there was no one else like him. Now Omos mm-hmm. is the bigger version of him. So yeah. that one ticket that Strowman had now to get these hands thing is cool. And his, you know, aggression is neat, but like the whole big man status, he doesn't have it anymore. Like it's mm. it's out the window. Omos has got that title, mm-hmm. right? So he's not got that anymore. So you'd think that you would kind of right. make, check yourself and go, yeah, you know what? Like maybe I should exclude, like read the tweet first before you hit publish. I mean,
2: it was very funny. I think if you saw in the replies when he, he sort of mentioned, he like, I feel like he favorably compared that match to uh, Andre and Hogan at WrestleMania three. And it's, and you know uh bold very bold comparison to make considering that um that match sold what 90,000 tickets um and nobody bought a ticket to see Omos and Braun Strowman sorry it's just they just didn't (laughs) um so yeah you know bold of him to make that claim
1: yeah it's a little bit crazy but I think they just got to get it I think it's fine they got to get a handle on it though like they just WWE's gonna be like dude just shut up like mm-hmm. you want to keep your job here. You want to keep fans on your side. Just don't do this anymore. Like seriously learning mistakes and he mm-hmm. just doesn't seem to you. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, Bianca Belair and Bailey. I thought that was a creative finish. I like the ladder under the turnbuckle. She couldn't get out of it. I suppose she could have squeezed out of it, but uh, still I thought it was pretty creative. i would never seen that before. Uh, the big mm-hmm. match for me though, Logan Paul, Roman Reigns. I thought that was great. I thought Logan Paul was really mm. good. Uh, he's now wrestled mm-hmm. three times. He's looked good and better in each mm-hmm. of his successive matches. Um, any doubt that you had that Logan Paul should be in that match? Yes. When you look at it on paper, should he have gotten a title shot? Absolutely not. But mm. did he deserve to be in that spot? Did he deserve to main event? Could he hang with a guy like Roman Reigns? A hundred percent, right? Like yeah. he really pulled that off and it's just unfortunate he got hurt. Uh, I don't know how long mm-hmm. he's out, but he's already teasing that he wants a match at WrestleMania. So it must not be that bad. Um, Bad All enough right. that it's going to be a while, but I don't think he was coming back mm. on TV anytime soon. Did you like that match? Uh, were you a fan of the, I, Logan? Paul yeah, reports? I mean, I
2: think objectively, yeah, I think objectively, it was it was a a, a good a, a good a good well worked match. I did, I am very conflicted about this whole thing because um, obviously Logan Paul does is very naturally gifted uh, as a as a wrestler as we've seen. He's only had three matches and he's been able to pull it pull it off. He has been fortunate enough to be in the ring with um you know people who know what they're doing and stuff so i'm sure that was you know that was part of it i don't think i'm not sure he'd be able to have uh, a match of that caliber with someone like say um you know someone some 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 rookie down in N- in nxt von wagner for example like yes. could 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 logan Paul have a match like that with von wagner probably almost definitely not um but still a lot of credit needs to go to him he was he, he is picking it up very very fast Um, I'm a bit conflicted because I feel like it just kind of, you know, I don't want to say exposes the business, but if someone, if a YouTuber can come in and just have a very well-received main event, uh, in, in, in a matter of months, um, I don't know. I feel like it makes, it makes, it makes a lot of the, it makes the rest of the roster look like chumps. It makes, it makes wrestlers everywhere look like chumps in a way, because, um, part of their i think part of the charm and part of the 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 narrative that all wrestlers sort of you know perpetuate and and talk about is is you know the grind and how hard they work and how how much practice and how much training and honing it takes to get to where they are um so when someone like logan paul comes along you know obviously he has some you know athletic uh training um he's not you know just he's not just walked in fresh out of high school and is is, you know having a main event but yeah i just kind of feel like it it it, for me it causes a a lot of conflicting feelings for sure because i i like to live in a little fantasy land where i think that um you know wrestlers you know to get to get to that that level it it takes a lot of a lot of graft (laughs) you know
1: Okay, so let me ask you: that, Did you? You might have said this, but is it the fact that he's in the match, or the fact that he's hanging in the match, and it looks like there's times that he might win? What was the biggest? Absolutely,
2: absolutely both. Okay, so yeah, let me. Um... I'll
1: argue I'll, if that's true. I'll just let me argue counter to this a little bit. Mm. This has happened for ages in the world of professional wrestling. Like you can mm. date all the way back, like even Andy Kaufman. If there's right, ever yeah. a celebrity that never deserved to be in the ring with anyone. It was Andy Kaufman, Mm -hmm. but he ran matches over and over and over with Jerry Lawler and ran that territory for months, right? Mm -hmm. That's a guy who the last person should be in the ring with anybody of Jerry Lawler's stature at that time in the business would have been an Mm. Andy Kaufman, but they do it because Mm -hmm. they know that it draws in seats. It draws in fans. It brings in tickets. It sells out arenas. That's what Mm -hmm. Logan Paul is, right? The only difference is is Logan Paul has a boxing background of fighting this or that, all this other stuff, right? I'm with you though. Like the idea that a wrestler who can wrestle two matches can hang and almost beat the champion of your brand. It's a little mm. far reaching. I think it should have been a little bit more, you know, Logan Paul has taken his lumps here because Roman Reigns right, is just yeah. classing him in the ring. But I, right. I have no issue with these wrestling companies, putting these people in these high profile spots because they, you gotta, mm. you gotta both understand the business of professional wrestling and the art of drawing in fans to watch, Mm-hmm. These people and Logan Paul, mm-hmm. would like him or not like him, he is a significant draw. You know, it'd be like having mm-hmm. Mr. Beast, the guy who has a hundred million YouTube subscribers, come and be a part of wrestling. WWE would one hundred percent love it, right? Yeah. We would all probably like, what the hell? Why is he in there? Right. But you have mm-hmm. WWE would love it because he would bring his hundred million YouTube subscribers with him, and so you're just like, hell yeah, <laughs> right? So I get yeah. it, like I and that's part of the draw for me in wrestling actually is to see this kind of crossover and go oh man let's hope this guy gets his ass kicked or what are they doing here so yeah i'm with you with the whole like should he be hanging with roman reigns but i'm also kind of like i don't mind seeing these people in the ring yeah and i
2: totally get it and i get why yeah i get it i get why they do it and i know there's there's a precedent there um yeah i just feel um yeah. I don't know. Like, I, and I, I don't like, again, I don't hate it. It just, it just, it just brings up some sort of conflicting uh, feelings in my, um, in my brain, you know, is it easier
1: <laughs> to digest because he's good at it? Like, cause Logan Paul yeah. is good at it. Like he yeah. it, amazing actually considering how little experience he has with it. He mm. he's able to mm-hmm. pull off stuff that some of the active roster can't do right right and so and I think does that my, make I think, it a little easier to to settle yeah and i think in my, it's all right.
2: in, in my head canon i can just um you know in my head canon i can just kind of be like well you know he's i don't even know if this is true but in my head canon i like to think that he's a he's been a, a wrestling fan for his whole life and he's been you know he's been you know secretly training to be a wrestler his whole life like that kind of thing so yeah
1: yeah no that makes sense if you can picture it like a movie where he's teaching himself his own ninja skills and he grows up to be, you beat the master or whatever yeah i get you all right let's switch gears a little bit to monday night raw we'll talk quickly about some of the big takeaways here um we talked about the oc and judgment day and rhea ripley's big involvement there which was very clearly setting up there was going to be another female joining the oc or at least working with them to to solve their rhea ripley problem as it was phrased on television and it's mia yim I'm mm. shocked by this. To be honest with you, I don't okay. mind okay. the decision. I I like Miriam. Uh, I think in the right situation, she could be a pretty tough badass that could be fun to watch on television. But I don't know. I can't. I can't wrap my head around the connection. Like a, the the link between these two. I can't. I'm having a hard time drawing the line between there. Um, yeah. And I'm a little shocked that you know. Yes, the the Keith Lee's in AEW medium WWE it's not unheard of you know but I'm a little surprised by that um were you shocked nobody saw that coming i don't think
2: yeah i think um i think there I, I think there was rumblings that she was on her way back to WWE um definitely yeah definitely kind of weird to insert her into storyline you're right there's no i'm not aware of any prior um you know on screen connection between the OC and and Mia Yim. You know, um, I'm willing to let it play out, let it see how it goes, see if they have chemistry as a as a you know a four a four four way sort of four four person stable, you know. Um and it's also interesting because, you know, we did have recently we had Michael Cole referencing Bullet Club on air. Um the OC is an offshoot of Bullet Club. Gallows and Anderson were members of Bullet Club I you know up until I, I ostensibly i believe they still technically are mem- still members of bullet club so um i don't think it's going to be too long until there's some I, I don't know i feel like something might be in the works there with WWE in new japan so this does this mean Mia Yim is a member of bullet club <laughs> you know yeah um yeah um but yeah as far as i, I mean i'm looking forward to the miyayim rhea ripley showdown that should be entertaining um I guess it's from her perspective. It's a good way to bring her back, right? Because she's she's back and she's going straight into a major storyline. Um, so yeah, I guess that's that's good for her. And hopefully, she, I think she's um, she's gifted, and and I've I've enjoyed her work in the past. So yeah, I'm 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 hopefully she she gets a decent run.
1: I like the little tease at the end of their interview where she's taking them out for drinks. And she's like, Oh no, it's on me. And the boys are like, we're right on. And they just I was like, um, you might not want to do that. Their tolerance level is pretty high. If that <laughs> is something that they tease, it could be kind of funny, actually. Like if AJ Styles is always trying to be the responsible one and Luke Gallows and Carol Anderson are always trying to take advantage of her generosity and like that could be kind of fun, kind of like yeah. an APA vibe. Uh, right. I think that would be kind of interesting to see if they do that. And I okay. like the
2: idea that she can hang
1: with them as well, you know. Yeah. That she yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, for sure. title is no more. Nikki Cross Mm. wins it off Dana Brooke. I was one shocked that Dana Brooke was even defending this thing because I can't remember the last time she did that. (laughs) And Nikki Cross wins it, which is not a huge surprise, but then tries to throw it in the trash. I say tries Mm -hmm. because she missed. Um, But they officially got rid of this belt. They put an expiry date on WWE.com and the belt is no longer. So 24-7 title, are you glad it's gone? Do you care it's gone? Are you being like, oh, man, what about our truth Um, Mm. What do you think about that? yeah i think it was probably time
2: to retire it i think it had i think it was fun while it lasted um actually maybe not even fun while it lasted i think there were i think it generated some fun moments but i don't know that overall that it i i I would consider a success or even worthwhile i think those i think a lot of those fun moments could have been achieved with you know something else you know some other mcguffin um maybe they could have what they should have done was just was just uh you know reactivate the hardcore title yeah <laughs> and had that be the 24/7 thing um but yeah you know i'm not sad to see it go can't say i'm can't say i'm upset to see it go for sure
1: yeah no there wasn't our truth and drake maverick pretty much saved that thing and, mm. or at least made it yeah that was awesome. amazing
2: that whole thing was brilliant with the yeah the hotel room and the wedding and everything yeah, yeah. that was that was very uh enjoyable television
1: yeah but the the beauty is our truth can do that with anything so it's uh it doesn't require the 24-7 title to make him entertaining mm-hmm. uh I guess the other big takeaway from the show it looks like Seth Rollins is going to be a baby face here he wants mm-hmm. open U.S. open challenge but we think Finn Balor is going to accept it he cut off by AJ Styles and then we get the whole Mia Yim thing later on it is Mustafa Ali who's going to accept it. Then Bobby Lashley kicks his butt and takes the challenge. But there's not really a match here um, other than he destroys him before the belt. Austin Theory comes down. This is the biggest moment from Raw, which I'm just shocked by. Austin Theory comes down, claims or cashes in the Money in the Bank briefcase for the United States Championship yeah, and then loses it. Right. Like, what are they doing? I don't know what, what does this mean? Like, yeah. is, we just kind of go in the yeah, Austin Theory's not our guy. We know he was a Vince guy, but he's not really our guy, which I disagree with. Cause I think Austin theory has got potential to be a huge star. Mm. Um, were they trying to be like, Oh, shock and awe by having him cashed on the United States championship. Do they have bigger things planned for him that they would take the briefcase away from him? Cause he could have really got a lot of mileage out of that and he was losing a lot. So I'm like, well, at least he's got the briefcase. Nobody he doesn't even have that. So what's, what's the story behind that decision? Yeah. Uh for all our talk of how,
2: you know, how things are, are changing under the Triple H regime, you know, largely for the better. This was some this was some, you know, dregs era nitro stuff. This was really, really bizarre. first of all, cashing in on a mid card title, like what are you doing? Especially when there was an open chat an open challenge, right? That didn't make any sense. Yeah, you could have just
1: accepted the open challenge.
2: Right. Yeah. Um, absolutely mind boggling. I don't know where, you know, look, again. Maybe there's more to. Maybe there's going to be more. Maybe we're going to find out a bit more, and they'll they'll somehow retcon some of this, or it was or it was the plan all along. Um, but yeah, not not a big fan. Um, yeah, not a huge fan of, of the way that all went down. I think there was definitely a more definitely a more sensible um, option. I'll tell you though,
1: I would have. I don't understand why they did it. I'm not sure though. I haven't settled my brain around whether I'd be more upset if he'd won it or the fact that he lost it because at least mm. there's a storyline coming out of losing like to cash in on a United States championship, which is a really stupid idea, or at least in theory and based on history of what people have won with that briefcase in their hand, that seems to, And then to lose it is like, okay, not only did you lose, which is rare, but you lost it on a mid car title. So what, what are you now? And maybe this is something Austin theory can run with and WWE can push and go okay now he's in for some serious depressing times here like he made a bad decision and he wasn't successful at it Mm -hmm. i'm wondering if there's a longer better future with this having failed than if he'd won it because if Mm -hmm. you win a u.s mid championship with your case like where does that go right i don't know it just was a strange bizarre like you said bizarre is a good word just was an odd decision Mm i just not really sure but Seth Rollins seems to be coming out of this like a baby face, which I think it was inevitable at some point. He's mm, just yeah. too popular. Fans right. like him too much. They're singing his song. They're yeah. into his character and his gimmick. I think you had to probably flip him uh, at some point. Yeah. All right. We've got a couple minutes left to close the show. Let's talk very quickly about AEW. The big takeaway this week from Dynamite is that Saraya Page from WWE uh, has been medically cleared. She's good to go. And she talked yeah. to Renee uh, Paquette on her show afterwards and uh, said it took five years for her neck to be healed, but she's good to go. She immediately called Sasha Banks and said, Hey, I'm good. Whatever you're feeling, or if ever there's guilt, whatever you can get rid of it. Now I'm good to go. So she's going to wrestle at uh, full gear against uh, Britt Baker, which mm-hmm. I think will be an interesting match. Mm-hmm. I think Paige or Soraya still got it. She looks like she's still got it, but it's been mm-hmm. a little while. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had talked about, sarai on whether or not she'd be effective in AEW if she's not wrestling well she's wrestling so how big of a thing is this for AEW uh
2: i think it's a big deal and i think i think it was inevitable i think we all knew she was going to get back in the ring at some point right nobody thought with with the people that have returned from similar injuries and her being much much younger than all of those people when she received this injury um i think we all knew that she was going to get back in the ring at some point um it's exciting for sure, because I always thought, I, you know, this isn't a hot take or anything, but I always thought she was an absolutely incredible wrestler. Like on her, like at her at her best, she was better than basically anybody. Um, I think she could even, obviously, I think what happened was she, she came up before the four horse women and all that, you know, and then they, the women's revolution happened. And she was always kind of on the periphery of that. And they tried to insert her into that sometimes, um but on i think actually like on her day and at her at her her peak she she could hang with all four of those women um i'm looking forward to seeing if she's still got it i i imagine she's going to have a little bit of ring rust and that her style will be a little bit safer um but i i I expect that people i I expect a, a decent match from these two for sure and um it's very exciting it's a big deal for British wrestling as well, obviously. Um, so yeah,
1: very looking forward to it. Yeah. It may be arguably the most high profile women's match. AEW's ever had. Um, Mm -hmm. and so that's, that's a big draw for them and a huge win in that respect. I think it'll be good. I like Britt Baker a lot. I think she's been a little overshadowed lately. She's kind of gone under, uh, the radar and stuff and she needs this. And I think this is good for her. And I think this is the perfect opponent for Soraya to have in the ring with her. Um, I think it'll be, it'll be good. And it's, it's good for AEW, which they need a few wins between the MGF and Moxley match, which I think will be good, and uh, Sarai versus Britt I think that'll be good, mm-hmm. too. So they yeah. need they need some strong momentum. They've had a rough couple months uh, in AEW, so they need something positive to work in their favor, and I think this could be uh, part of that. Mm-hmm. All right, Norman, thank you very much. This was fun just chatting it up, talking about all things wrestling. Uh, for everybody else, this has been another edition of the Sports Show brought to you by the thesportshow.com. We will talk to you soon. We'll talk to you in the next episode. Thanks, everybody.